and I'm inviting you to join me on my Natural Solutions Natural Health Podcast. My guests who visit me will enlighten and inspire you about many different approaches to natural wellness. I believe the stories and information my guests share about their journey and commitment to natural health will be so encouraging for you. My podcast is riding on the wave of the future, and we will take you there with wonderful information. Come and ride the wave of natural health. We are ready to go, so let's get to it. to my April Natural Solutions Natural Health Podcast. Today, my guest is Sue Hardesty Rittenauer. Sue graduated from the Institute of Integrative Nutrition. She's an author. She has her own business called Gaining a Healthy Lifestyle, and she's a wellness coach. So let's get to it. Sue, do you want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself before we get really into some deep questions here? Oh, wow. Let's see. Um, I'll start by basically talking about what led me up to um, wanting to know more about health. Uh, Growing up as a child, I had a lot of issues with um, runny nose and hives and things. And we didn't really associate it to food because it would usually happen a couple hours later or the next day, things like that. And we had a cat. And so everything got blamed on the poor cat. Um, Fast forward to when I was 19, I had uh, some uh, allergy testing done and uh, environmentally, you know, the cat was still in there, but uh, a lot of food sources came up that I needed to stay away from. And um, some of those were like wheat, gluten, um, milk, you know, all the dairy products, all those yummy things, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, I can remember back in grade school sitting there having like this brain fog, like I was in a dream, like looking into the room, but I wasn't there. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. It does. I've had that myself with my fibromyalgia issues. Right. So throughout my life, you know, I've, I've dealt with that off and on, but I had to learn to get control of my diet. The, um... The uh, allergist put me on allergy shots, and um, they weren't really helping. And so... um, I have a question about what you said. I noticed that you waited until you were 19. Yes. Was there a reason? I mean, did, did no one recognize this? And how did it happen that you did this at 19, that you got tested? Well, I um, grew up in a family. We didn't have a lot of money. And also back then, we just blamed it on the cat, you know, pretty much. And didn't. I can remember when I was 11 years old holding my little sister at Christmas time. We have a picture. And my eyes would were almost swollen shut. My lip was all puffed out. And I had hives all over me. And um, so it was just through the years putting up with that. And then when I was... Um, 19, I was married, we had insurance, those type of things. So I did go get allergy tested and from there found out a lot of things. Okay, so we'll go back to where you were talking about you got the allergy shots, but that didn't really make a difference. I just, um, the allergist, you know, wasn't really, I mean, he knew his job and he would say, stay away from these certain foods. And I would try my best to do that, but he didn't educate me. 
And I wasn't really sure, you know, what could I use for a substitution? Now, granted, back in 1979, gluten-free bread, oh my gosh, if you were lucky to find it in a health food store, it was like cardboard. I don't think anybody back then really knew much about that. Right. And I can remember eating uh, crackers thinking, okay, as long as I stay away from whole wheat, I'm okay. But I didn't realize, you know, the wheat was in the flour and the crackers just because they didn't say whole wheat. So it's an educating process that I've had to do with myself over the years. And really, there was no internet, nothing to, you know, to check then and get research until later on. Well, you know, that is a process because when we think back those many years ago, there were so many things that we didn't know yes. uh, about natural health, about supplements, about gluten, about allergies. I mean, there was a lot of things that people just weren't aware of. So is this what caused you to get into the health and wellness um, industry? Actually, it is because as the um, internet became more prominent later on, I would research things, but I just wasn't sure what avenue was best for me. And I was seeing a nutritionist and he was trying to help me. And I said, I just need more information to help myself. And um, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition uh, School came my way two times and I didn't do anything with it. And then the third time I thought, there's a reason this is crossing my path. You're right. So I thought if they could just help me, if I could learn enough, and sure enough, I learned a lot, um, not even thinking, how can I help someone else? But through all of that and working with natural doctors, I, I, you know, I, people need educated and they need support and, you know, so other you, people. you really did get inspired in a roundabout way. Um, I have to tell you that the first time that I met you and we've known each other for several years, I came to one of your classes that you had called walk on the well side, walk on the wild side. Mm-hmm. And I was, and I had already been a nutrition, uh, into nutrition and consulting with clients and everything. And I thought, this lady, because I didn't know you, she knows so much <laughs> about plants. I know all about the herbs and everything and what they do, but she can recognize them in the wild. And I'll never forget it. And I actually remember, I don't know if you remember, when you had the second one, I brought my granddaughters because I wanted them to learn. You can survive in the wild if you recognize those plants and you know what you can eat. So so I'll never forget that. That that was just amazing to me. I was I was just so impressed with all your knowledge. I love doing that class because I love being out in nature. But the funny thing is when you were in the class, you had told me and you, I remember you and some friends were there and you guys were answering about what, you know, a lot of the plants could do for you medicinally. And I said, why are you here? You know, you know a lot because this was a basic class. And you told me that I know what they are in supplement form, what they can do for you. But I can't identify them out in the wild. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's really an important thing right now for me. Um, and actually, um, one of our other friends, she knows a lot about recognizing plants. But um, I'm studying to be a naturopath. And so we are required to learn and recognize plants in the wild. And that was probably one of the funnest things 
that um, Kathy and I had to do together. And uh, we went everywhere trying to find all these plants we needed to find. So um, I know now that um, you use Nature Sunshine Mm -hmm. natural health products. Um, So do you, can you kind of tell our listeners why you decided um, to use those products? Well, I had uh, different people approach me and I was kind of looking for um, supplements, but I just couldn't find the right fit. And one thing I liked, well, a lot of things I like about Nature Sunshine is the purity. Uh, they, they, from the raw material all the way through the manufacturing process, they are very quality conscious. They manufacture their own products. What they say is in it is in it. And over the years, I mean, I've spent thousands of dollars on supplements that uh, doctors have, you know, prescribed for me. And I felt that one thing with Nature Sunshine, when my clients have issues that maybe they need to get in balance a little bit better, the supplements will help them. And uh, we talk about different supplements. I'm not marking supplements up trying to sell to them. Nature Sunshine gives them the opportunity to save money using those products themselves. That's what. That's why I chose that same product line um, because of the quality. And you know, I've been consulting with people for, gosh, over twenty-seven years, and it was so important to me that what they said was in the bottle was actually in the bottle. Um, one of my clients shared with me an article that she got that was um, where they went into several uh, drugstores or wherever and and picked some products off the wall and took them to get tested in labs. And it was kind of scary to think that not one of those products that they tested actually had in the bottle what it said. And um, that was amazing, you know, to me that... There's a lot of people maybe taking things that when they take them, they're doing the right thing, trying to take something that'll make their health, you know, improved or better or even balanced. But they might not realize that what they thought that was doing would show up when they actually got really sick. Right. That maybe it wasn't doing what they thought it was doing. So I know that um, one thing that about you is that you were... So all about food. I mean, everything <laughs> about food. And, and food actually is, is one of the most important things we know that people can do. But do you recommend one diet over another diet when you're working with people? Carmela, I really do not like to refer to it as diet. Uh, diet seems like kind of a dirty word that people are like, oh, a diet. So I like to look at it as... Um, your eating style or maybe your food plan, changing it up, uh, seeing what works for you, what doesn't, because everybody's different. And, you know, there's a saying that one man's poison or one man's food is another man's poison. And that being said, it means that something that you might be able to eat 
I can't tolerate or vice versa. I know that for sure because I've been out to eat with you. (laughs) And I know the stuff that you won't eat. (laughs) Right. And it's not that I don't want to eat it because there's some of it. It's like, oh, man, I'd like to have some of that. But I know what the consequences are later and I'm not willing to pay those consequences. And, you know, that's really hard. That's really, really hard to do. So in that thinking, what is one of the most difficult things that you find working with clients? Uh, First of all, I think getting over the emotional part of letting go of things. And that might be, they may be like uh, attracted to a food that they just don't think they can let go of. Or it might be emotional issues about themselves that cause the emotional issue, emotional eating. Um, so you really get into a lot more than just the food. You have to oh, know yes. a little bit of the background of the person. Yes. And, yeah. and when we meet, I, you know, gather information from them about their health, um, their eating and their lifestyle choices, those type of things. And trying to get to the root of the problem, not just trying to mask it with something, so together we work on changes and I, I'm there for support. Uh, sometimes it might be someone who just was diagnosed that can't have dairy or, or they can't have gluten and they're just told stay away from those, but they don't understand and they weren't educated on what can I use as a replacement So that's what I like to do. Sometimes it's just meeting with people or doing a Zoom online, cooking together, uh, telling them, look, you can use this substitution or that substitution, you know, those type of things. Thinking of that, I have been to a couple of your cooking classes and they were pretty awesome. Um, One of the other things that I remember you, you saying one time that you went into a client's home. Yes. And you got into the cabinet. And and another thing you always stressed in the cooking classes was read your labels. Make sure yes. you read your labels. And um, so when you opened up someone's cabinet, I bet you about have a heart attack. Um, I can't say that I do. I mean, I if somebody says they're really trying and, you know, they've let go of all these foods, then one of the places you need to start is cleaning out your cabinet. Because let's face it, if it's there in your cabinet, you're thinking about it. And that's when you have that weak moment and you have a setback and you're just like, I'm going for those chips or whatever it might be. And then you beat yourself up. What's the use? And, you know, it's a, that's where support comes in to, you know, get you through it, um, educate you on other choices and, you know, basically where to start. Cause everybody is different in what they can have and what they can't have. Well, what is better for them and what isn't. Right. So I know that you've written a book and I've read your book. So do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about your book? And I see you brought it there. Yes. This book is um, one I wrote because it's called Love Your Food. Um, Love Your Food Again, Ingredient Substitutions for Allergy-Free Living. And I didn't want it just to be like a cookbook. I wanted it to be where I explain different substitutions that you can use for uh, gluten-free flours or what you can use as an egg substitute or 
uh, dairy substitutions. And as the years go on, different things come up. I mean, I can remember when I wrote this book, you never heard of cashew milk or oat milk, you know, and those are popular today. They sure are. I, I used uh, cashew milk. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I talk about some of these substitutions, and then in the um, latter part of the tra- chapters, I have some ideas on using some recipes. So I put some recipes together. Well, I learned from you about um, the amino acid uh, liquid yes. in place. Tell the exact name of that. Um, it's um, coconut aminos. Right. And, and I it, love the taste of it, and um, it, it's flavorful. It tastes like soy sauce. And what's the benefit? It, coconut aminos are natural. You don't have gluten in them. Um, it's a natural sugar, and it's you know not a processed sugar in there. I use it all the time. Another one I learned from you was the one that's like um, in the shaker, <laughs> like the cheese. Yes. And that's a yeast... Do you want to tell about yes. that product? Um, yeah, it's, um, oh, shoot. Um, it is a natural yeast product that's full of B vitamins. And um, you can buy it in um, like a container or you can buy it in bulk, especially if you use a lot of it. And a lot of vegans use it as their cheese. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called nutritional yeast. And another thing I learned from you <laughs> is um, how to cook with um, almond flour, coconut flour, things that I never, I, I didn't know. I didn't know about them. And actually, you know, my husband makes the best almond flour, gluten-free cookies. Everybody always lo- loves him to make those, you know. Yes, I can remember you telling me. And then we had an event one time together and Tom had made the uh, cookies and you brought them. Yep. Yep. And well, I made sure for sure that yours, um, I, is there one of those flowers that you prefer over another? Well, I can't eat almonds. So, right. so he made yours with coconut, coconut flour. flour. Yeah. yeah. So he got educated on yes. all that too. Um, so if people are interested in getting your book, can you tell them where they can get your book and um, also share with them where they can uh, find you on Facebook. And, and then I'll also put that on my um, webpage and it, uh, it'll be posted on our uh, podcast. Yes, uh, my book is available on amazon.com. Uh, and it's also, um, Carmela, you have a few of them at your shop uh, locally. And um, if someone lives locally, I still have books as well, I carry. And um, I can be found on, uh, I have a website called gainingahealthylifestyle.com where you can find more out about health coaching and working with me. I also have some recipes on there. And then my um, Facebook page is Gaining a Healthy Lifestyle. Okay, so they can find you on Facebook. And um, do you have a blog or anything? Or a, um, basically, a page or? I have a website that has... Um, blogs on there and then sometimes I bring them over to Facebook. Okay. And they can probably find that on your Facebook page listing somewhere. Yes. Okay. That's great. So, do you want to share anything else that we might have missed talking about? Um I I think what's important to me to um 
to let others know is that, you know, you are in control of your own health. And uh, as Chris Carr, she's a speaker and an author, she, quote her as saying, you are the CEO of your own health, not your doctor. And also, don't identify yourself by, you're not diabetes, you are not thyroid issues, you are not um, any of these health disorders. That does not define you. But what you need to do is love yourself where you are and then work on changes that will help you. And sometimes it may be that you um, need extra help, need extra support. That's when you need to invest in your health and hire um, a natural, holistic practitioner that can help you through the process. Well, you know, I need to state that we are not opposed to, to doctors. No. You know, but being in the natural health industry, um, we've learned a lot about how food influences us, how having nutrition balance. And, you know, our bodies could not function without one um, say like potassium, if you, if your potassium, if you didn't have it, you wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. So, so we need to stay well balanced and we can yes. do that through food and adding supplements. So we're not opposed to doctors because I certainly, um, would not want, um, a health practitioner to fix my broken arm or, um, maybe if I had, um, some, uh, brain problems, you know, I might need a little bit of help there. But um, I think people have learned to take a little bit more control mm-hmm. about reading because they can get it on the internet. And um, we help, I think, them make wise choices right. from the information that they give us. Mm-hmm. And that's important. And a lot of times, um, just reading it on the internet is not the same as having some support like with you, that someone could call you, text you, and get a hold of you and say, you know, this is what, this is what's happened. This is what I'm thinking. What do you think? And that's, that's kind of how that works. When you have all this knowledge about nutrition and food and allergies in a sense that you can get them thinking on the right track, you know, to what, what they're trying to do, but they just don't know how to get there. Absolutely. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, with that, Sue, I really appreciate, unless there's something else that you want to add, there is one thing that I was thinking about on the way over here. Um, I know that your sister has a, a bakery for pets <laughs> in, in Coshocton. And isn't all of those little... Um, wonderful looking cookies and stuff that she makes aren't those all natural for the pets yes she uses uh, gluten-free flours on those Uh and um, she just bakes her little heart out and she loves it well I was thinking about it on the way over and I'm going to actually see if I can't get your sister to come on here and talk about that because uh, you look at those cookies that she bakes and you think oh my gosh they look like I could eat them. I probably could, but they wouldn't be as tasty to me as they would to her. Now, wait a minute. Actually, I have eaten them. You have? I have. <laughs> oh, jeez. And, and they make these, uh, they're waffles, but they call them waffles. Uh-huh. And when they make the pumpkin flavored ones and they just come off of the, the grill there, um, 
I can't resist it because they smell so good. So I start eating them. Oh, well, they, hey, they're, they're human healthy. grade. Yeah, yes. they're human grade. So I, I just, I don't know. I just wanted to share that because I was thinking about it on the way over here today. But I really want to thank you for being my guest today. And oh, you've pleasure. shared a lot of information. And um, I will, like I said, repost how um, our listeners can get a hold of you. Okay. Well, thank you, Carmela. You're welcome. So on our next podcast coming up in May, I'm going to have a guest. Um, her name is Susie Simp Geisinger. And Susie actually was a client of mine. And she's going to tell her journey through health. Um, she has MS. She's had it since uh, about 25 years ago. So this, this will be really interesting because I'm going to let her tell you her story, how she got on the other side of uh, controlling her MS by adding some natural products and watching her diet and how she feels today. So thanks for watching Natural Solutions, Natural Health Podcast, and we'll see you later. Bye-bye. <laughs>